0: Hello, bookworms, and welcome to another podcasting episode of uh, Movies, Music, Books, etc. by Sneet Kumla. And uh, today I'll be talking about this practice that I had a couple of decades ago when there was no cell phone, thankfully. And television also, cable television came to my home uh, a long time later, fortunately, uh, because I think I spent a lot of time, uh, unfortunately, probably, <laughs> spending spend a lot of time reading books. I was really. Uh, kind of a caved in introvert like i used to stick at home and uh, read books until i was 20 i think i was doing that a lot i think i read a lot of classics too early in my for my age uh, like the tale of two cities by charles dickens i read, i had read the graphic novel format then and uh, i still didn't get <laughs> what was happening in there so there are many classics i think i should be reading again because back then i think it just went above my head but anyway, there was this collection uh, by Laurel Leaf Library, who are not in print now. And they had a beautiful poetry anthology that I brought out. Uh, a pocket-sized book uh, edition of poetry anthology. And uh, it featured various themes like travel, love and stuff. I, it was a beautiful, beautiful collection. And uh, I think I still have a tattered copy somewhere in my b- book collection. Because it's the, that copy is very dear to me. I guess the publication is out of print, so I won't find that copy again. So there, were, there was a practice that I had of uh, noting down the poems I wrote apart from writing, making uh, quite childish attempts at writing my own poems uh, back then. Afterwards, I, I had uh, I, I went on to publish my own poems and stuff and I'm planning on publishing a book soon, creating an anthology of my own and stuff. But that's for another podcast and probably my YouTube channel. But anyway, there's this poem. Uh, which I want to read out today. Among all the poems that I had noted down, I think this one really struck a chord with me because it was probably one of the longest poems I had written and uh, I had noted down. And it goes over to four or five pages on full-scape uh, notebook itself. But I was pretty much influenced by it and touched and moved by it. Uh, it is by a person called Robinson Jeffers, an American poet who lived between 1887 and 1962. And he himself had a great love for the indoors, and it seems he built a house of granite in his uh, his own house with his own bare hands uh, way back then. And he was really uh, passionate about uh, the environment, so he's considered one of the icons of the environment movement back then uh, in the 1930s and 40s and stuff. And uh, he was like. A forestry student from the University of Washington and uh, he abandoned that study and he then uh, went on to you know uh, write poems about living in isolation and stuff so uh, there are all these things that he did uh, but he was really deeply involved with uh, nature and poetry and this particular poem i think really encapsulates that uh, whole uh, experience human experience and there's a particular quote of his which i think really strikes out that uh, he is a poet who once said uh, that uh, cut humanity out of my being that is the wound that festers so that kind of uh, passionate longing longing for living alone away from other human company and uh, living in the midst of the natural world. Uh, that that was a very passionate, fiery feeling for Robinson Jeffers, I think. And All the Little hoof prints is a poem. It's also a story. It could also be a kind of a diary entry and a journal kind of feel to it. But it is also a poem. <laughs> so, it is that one of those prose-like feeling poems uh, that one writes. So, coming up on the other side, I'll be reading from this poem and probably also stop to make notes and uh, talk about it uh so coming up on our side bookworms is all the little hoof hoof prints by robinson jeffers uh see you on the other side of the forest so i'm reading from this notebook itself where i've made the uh, written down the entire poem uh, not from the poetry collection because i'm sure i've (laughs) written down every word faithfully because i remember being very touched and very influenced by this poem it had that whole seeking of isolation from other humans uh, is something very 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 touching and very strange also it felt but it felt pretty exciting for a teenage guy to read that that kind of that kind of longing for nature and isolating oneself from uh, people but anyway i'll just read the poem and not you know let you judge for yourself uh, or i hopefully uh enjoy the poem and uh, <laughs> feel it in your veins and stuff kind of it's all up to you anyway i'm reading it uh, all the little hoof prints by Robinson Jeffers Farther up the gorge, the sea's voice fainted and ceased. We heard a new noise far away ahead of us, vague and metallic. It might have been some unpleasant bird's voice. Bedded in the matrix of long silences, at length we came to a little cabin lost in the redwoods. An old man sat on a bench before the doorway, filling a cross cut, filing a crosscut saw sometimes he slept sometimes he filed Two or three horses in the coral by the streamside lifted their heads to watch us pass, but the old man did not in the afternoon. we returned the same way and had the picture of our picture in our minds of magnificent regions of space and mountain not seen before. This was the first time that we visited Pigeon Gap, whence you looked down the great shouldering pyramid, edges of pico-blanco through eagle gulps of air to a forest basin, where 200-foot redwoods looked like the pile on a Turkish carpet. With such extension of the idol-worshipping mind, we came down the streamside. The old man was still at his post by the cabin doorway, but now stood up and stared, said angrily. Where are you camping? I said, we are not camping, we are going home, he said from his flushed, heavy face. That's the way fires get started. Did you come at night? We passed you this morning, you were half asleep, filing a saw. I will kill anybody that starts a fire here. His voice quavered into bewilderment. I didn't see you kind of feeble, I guess. My temperature's 102 every afternoon. Why? What's the matter? He removed his hat and rather proudly showed us a deep-heeled trench in the bald skull. My horse fell at the ford. I must have cracked. My head on a rock. Well. Sir, I can't remember anything till next morning. I woke in bed; the pillow was soaked with blood, and the horse was in the coral and had had his hay, singing the words as if he had told the story a hundred times. To whom? To himself, probably. The saddle was on the rock and the bridle on the right nail. What do you think of that now? He passed his hand on his bewildered forehead and said unless an angel or something came down did it a basin of blood and water by the creek i must have washed myself my wife said sharply have you been to a doctor oh yes he said my boy happened down she said you ought to be alone here are you all alone here no he answered horses i have been all over the world right here is the most beautiful place in the world I played the piccolo in ship's orchestras. We we looked at the immense redwoods and dark fern, taken slip of land by the creek, where the horses were and the yacht hillsides high in the sun. Flaring like torches, I said. Darkness comes early here, he answered with pride and joy. 285 days in the year the Sun never gets in here like living under the sea green all summer beautiful my my wife said how do you know your temperatures 102 Uh, the doctor he said the bone presses my brain he got to cut out a piece I said all right you have got to wait till it rains I've got to guard my place through the fire season By God, he said joyously, the quail on my roof Wake me up every morning, then I look out the window And a dozen deer drift up the canyon With the mist on their shoulders Look in the dust at your feet, all the little hoof prints So that was uh, the end of the poem And now that I read it, I can see that it reads like More like a short story uh, rather than a Poem, but uh, if you go on to read it, or uh, I will easily find it online. All the little hoof prints by Robinson Jeffers. It has that feel of a poem, also, and also of prose. And uh, I don't know if I give it uh, done if enough justice to it. But I found it to be very quaint and a very exciting poem back then, also, and now also of this old man living all by himself in the forest, where for two eighty-five days uh, the sun doesn't uh, get him, and he feels like it's he's uh, living. In in an underground sea or something, and uh, how he has fallen down from a horse and uh, cut his head, uh, and the doctor has said that uh, the skull is too close to the brain, so he has to cut out a piece of the skull probably. And uh, the old man is he instead says that he has to guard this place because forest fires start about this time, when and he angrily asks the poet and his wife that uh, you know. Uh, Have you come camping because that's the way forest fires get started? So he's that fervent and that fervently protective of the forest and uh, the natural surroundings around him and uh, I like how the poem ends with his pride and joy of the talking about the forest and how the quail wakes him up and uh, how uh, outside the window window, it doesn't deer uh, kind of uh, pass by and uh, how they leave their little hoof prints on the dust on the earth so the poem ends with that which is kind of uh, i thought it was (laughs) beautiful you can be your own judge but uh, i would like to read uh, probably more of this poem and uh, i have written some explanation of the poem also back then so i'll read that out, out also for you so this is way back in when i was in my teens so you can excuse any lack of maturity or anything but anyway here's what i've read uh, written <laughs> the poem is largely conveyed in conversation between the poet his wife and the old man by using the old man the poem indirectly conveys his desire to be away from humanity and to be in the heart of nature the old man is lonely hence it is not a surprise when he keeps talking about himself and never minds to know whether uh, who the poet is and where has he come from and stuff and he's enchanted by nature and in its magic has forgotten his physical well-being he is uh, the soul of the poet speaking the poet's message the I and the wife in the poem are like supporting casts in a play the eye is so he makes remarks like you know darkness comes early and the wife is also curious about the old man and how do you know temperatures 102 and stuff, because she thinks who comes down here and uh, she, I mean, one would be surprised when he says that a doctor visits him and the, doc- and the old man says that the quail which is here, a small bird, makes noises on the roof of his cabin and wakes him up every morning. And uh, the title itself comes from uh, old man beautifully describing the deer running along the canyon with the mist all around, their little hoof prints still to be seen. So, I written this in 23-12-2000, so that's 21 years ago. <laughs> and I'm, uh, I am was okay. in my teens back then, so, yeah. But, yeah, so that was it uh, from movies, music, books, etc. From uh, by Snedh Kumla this time. Uh, I'll go back. I think I have not read any more of Robinson Jeffers' poems. I'd like to know more about him. It's a very interesting life, I think, because... Of a man who built his own house and who had a fierce longing and he lived in outdoors largely and he was kind of a icon of the environment movement in the uh, u.s back then so until next time happy reading and happy living and uh, goodbye